Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is the Hip Hop Save My Life podcast. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Now sit back because it's time for the podcast. Hello, welcome to Hip Hop Save My Life. Uh, I don't know what episode number this is. Rumadge is not with us. I'm sorry to say, um, he's got other things going on. Apparently, he wants to sort of pay the mortgage or whatever, so he's he's doing paid work. Um, apparently, this ain't good enough for him. So, I'm sorry, just gonna have to deal with me. But it doesn't matter because we've got an amazing guest for you today. It's exciting. It's exciting, isn't it, Mike? Well excited. <laughs> We have got Mike Key, a, a.k.a. Miguel Montavani, have I got that right? Correct. From the Cuban Brothers. Hello, sir. How Hello, are you? Hello, sir. Well, I'm really well, thank you. Life treating you well? Really well. What yeah, are you up yeah, to yeah. at the moment? Um, well, you I'm... just struggled to get into the toilet before <laughs> things started. That's, <laughs> that's of, what you're immediately up to. Uh, that's immediately what, what happened. No, um, I'm just back from, um, we were out in Sri Lanka. Yes. So we had a lovely time. It was on a family holiday out there for three weeks. And, uh, and the Maldives, so I had a couple of gigs in the Maldives. So we did, yeah, we've just been out there. So I'm literally back yesterday, so I've got a touch of the Yeah, you do the look mad, good. The, oh, blessings, you blessings. Great, man. That's what I'm talking about, <laughs> sweet sailor boy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that's, that's it, really. And yeah, it's, yeah. It, it's, I, haven't, I haven't worked, worked for about three weeks, which is unusual for me. So I feel rested and I'm just glad to be here. Cool. Well, thanks for coming on. Um, oh, I want to sort of try and figure out a way of explaining what it is you do. You know, it's the Cuban Brothers. Now, mm. it's sort of, a, you're sort of like a, like an entertainment project almost. Not project, project's yeah. the wrong one, but it's sort of like, you do music, mm-hmm. right? It's just sort of like hip-hop influence kind of salsery kind of dancey kind of party stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Have I got that? I've Pretty got... much. I mean, yeah. it's like, uh, you know, it's like, uh, it's really hard to explain. I know. Because what... cats have actually, you know, you know, we've sort of bubbled under for a long time, have a wee bit of a cult following. Um, but it's like people are trying to explain it. And yeah. it sounds retarded. It really does. <laughs> yes, that's just geezer, right? So he's dressed up as a Cuban fella, calls himself McGill. So he's got the thing on. Yeah, he's got the old, uh, you know, the, the tip for in the old three-piece suit. Anyway... When he's spitting, it's in a American sort of New York kind of accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, he's got these two guys with him, dancers, so they're really... It just sounds... It just... No. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I know, I know. So, like what you were saying, it is an, it's an entertainment proposition, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a show, it was, it, and it's kind of... It was like... Um, it was a way for me, being a fan of hip-hop, being super into hip-hop, being into black music generally, yeah, yeah. from being a kid, it was a way for me to sort of... Um, Exercise my spurious talents, if you like. I was a b-boy first. I started, I started dancing um, when I was about seven. Uh, the, as soon as I saw Beat Street, and as soon oh, as really? I heard, yeah. yeah, yeah, and as soon as I heard, ain't no stopping us, <laughs> no stopping, no one does it better. You know what I mean? Yeah, Which yeah. is like quite the quite a whack intro. Yeah. Um, for. But everybody's like, but everybody's intro is whack, right? Like yeah. like like you sort of you can be as like as as, as cred as you want later on, mm. but everybody's intro to it yeah. is pretty shit, isn't it? Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Much. 
you know, seeing that imagery from, you know, Beat Street and Breakdancing movie, that start, started me, you know, b-boying and yeah. stuff like that. And then at the school discos, they would play The Message. Uh, and so like, and so that was going back a couple of years, but the cat was playing that. And so I was like that, wow, like this is, you know. Have you have you watched the <laughs> Evolution of Hip Hop documentaries on Netflix? Uh, yes, I've seen bits yeah. of it. I haven't watched the whole thing. Right, right, right. So they talk about The Message. Mm. And it's so mad, like, sort of now you think about it, you think about politic, not politi- well, politicised hip hop or whatever. Yeah. When you, that track, nothing like that had come, like, nobody yeah. talked about those kind of things before that song came no, out. No, no, absolutely. Literally the absolutely. First. It was literally the first of, the, of its kind, you know. Yeah. An amazing record. And, and, and the other one that was, you know, was a you know, Furious Five thing as well. And I remember from the school discos that had me, you know, just giving it. For those who can't see, I'm, I'm doing a really shit poppy move in my shoulders. It's fucking brilliant, by the way. You can't see it, but it's wicked, mate. <laughs> but it was, uh, you know, white lines, you know. I remember that, yeah, bass, yeah. that bass line. Boom, 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 bass. Da-doom, da-doom. I was just like that, you know. Vision, dreams of passion. And all the while, I think of you. A very strange reaction. That for me, as an as an eight year old at the school disco, yeah. I was just like that. You know, that was that was to, to me that was sort of like, oh my god. Were you I busting, really love were you this busting shit. proper moves at eight years old? I was because I, 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 my dad's a publican, right? And we lived in a hotel in a mining town called Trenence outside of Edinburgh, and my dad managed the hotel. So he didn't manage, he didn't own it. He managed it for tenants. So we had a big a place called a ballroom, which was like basically where they have functions and weddings and stuff. Yeah. So it had the big polished floor. Right. So as soon as that came, I practiced like a mother Fushnikar. Like, I was just like down there, my little brother, and we had a little wire here dash hound called Tootsie, and I used to slide this little bastard across the floor as well. And that was my crew, the Keatsy crew. It was me, yeah. my brother Gaz, and this little dog. And, uh, and we used to practice like, uh, and so, you know, I wasn't like crazy good, but I was so into it, you know? And so I, and then so my mates would come up who would live down in the, in the estate down the road. Yeah. And so we had like, you know, half a dozen just going off in the ballroom all day. So did you throw down at the school discos then? Yeah. And then what was, <coughs> when you, fr- like, were people thinking, fucking Mike's got into some weird shit? Or was it big? Like in- it was kind of, it was kind of, it was definitely, um, it was big because people were aware of it. And so, as far as we were concerned, I was like, you know, it was the shit catchers and the, uh, you know, I mean, I, my mum, we couldn't afford the proper, you know, I think at the time it was maybe ponies yeah, or yeah. something like that. So I was throwing down a wrong, still, at, I was eight, it was an Asda trainer, which yeah, I was yeah. I was shamed about even at eight. Yeah. But we were getting down and, um, and no, no, we were quite popular because we were just sort of so into it yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 so but i couldn't at the time i really couldn't decide because all my mates big brothers who we looked up to they were into maiden acdc <laughs> queen's rise you yeah. know what i mean like uh, ronnie james deal yeah, yeah and so at one point i actually remember i had a denim cut off with studs on the back and the um you know the sort of Hell's Bells patch yeah. and all that, but then I get doom 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 So I went from headbanging yeah, yeah. literally to sort of popping out, That's and uh, so I was a wee bit, uh, I was a bit uh, mixed up at that time. But we're talking about 1983, 84. Yeah, yeah. And so, and but then it was, uh, you know, that and that, that. I guess that was me at the hip hop from there, really. And so, did you start just listening? Were you listening to it non-stop then? What sort of stuff? Pretty were you much, to? pretty much. I mean, I. 
I, I, would, I was feeling the Def Jam stuff, so yeah. the, um, you know, I wasn't particularly bothered about License to Ill because a lot of that, a lot of people jumped on that, yeah. and I didn't really dig the sort of the sort of rock rap crossover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's too much. But I was into Public Enemy hugely, and um, and so during that time it was Cool J, uh, Public Enemy, Run DMC. Yeah, yeah, you know that. I mean, tougher than leather. I mean, uh, just next level. I mean, and, and then by the time. Uh, you know, it takes a nation and millions to hold us back. Came around. I mean, this is this is quite a, a wee bit on, but that was me, fully fledged, sort of little white b boy, who's like, you know, I couldn't leave it alone. It's like uh, I, I, I learned every lyric, and I was and I was still, although b boying had become unfashionable, in our crew we were still we were still getting it had become down. unfashionable. Oh, that, is this is it breakdancing sort of became it was you know like a sort of fashion zeitgeist really right, yeah, from yeah. from about eight, in the in the UK yeah. from about 82 until and people started falling off about 85 people were just like that so three years in the sh- in the sun basically exactly it? but we never stopped and so I wasn't yeah. going as hard but that was kind of like uh, I was still into it and yeah, we were, yeah. you know during that time that was me at 15 years old where, where I was a fully fledged little b-boy and then you know we went through to Barrowlands to see Public Enemy and Third Base on that Def Jam tour Third and that, Advice, and, man. Oh up. man, that was I mean, and I fell in love with that, you know, the cactus album. Yeah, yeah. Ready in the intro, cue up the searchlight, promise to the center stage. I grab the first mic. Projecting the voice with this mic that I'm cuffing. You ain't my knuckle, suck I'm snuffing. The word of the third stands true, so no panicking. Man versus man. You freeze up like a mannequin. Petrol, you let go the wax for the new jacks to dwell upon you stepping on the trigger as the tune smack. Did they hate each other? Did you Apparently that was they, they, they did, yeah, yeah. I read this thing that they they had to be interviewed in different rooms and shit. Apparently, that like after a year of touring, yeah, you know, Search and uh, Pete Nice, who I just thought was dope. I just thought, yeah. you know, like you know, the illest. It was so weird when it because Search was like he was the one that sort of like he f- he did more stuff, didn't he? Because obviously mm. he went off and did his own thing. But if back to the grill again, yeah, I mean, that, back that, to the grill again. Record, oh my god, that, that is that is the tune. That's but still the, that's still one of the Chub Chub Rock's verse he on kills that. It. Oh my god, it's oh my god. fucking it's, sick. It's insane, man. isn't it? It really oh is insane. Oh my god. The Chubster breaks it out, he thinks, then he re-aged the pen, he mixed the verse, fixed the search, kick him in the grill again, part two. Sequel of the dialect, the dialect, the murder, let's vanilla, kick to the climb on the crucifix. Coming around the mountain when he comes to several record bumps, digest the lyrics, then you suck on some pumps. Chub Rock, I just most most people don't sort of not that they don't rate him. Nobody's heard of him. Do you know what I mean? Like they don't name him as one of the. Mm. But I remember when I first heard Back to the Grill again, and he just that was the verse. He it. just kills it. Like it oh just, my god. Um, so yeah, and then so you would have thought that it's, MC Search had this sort of nerdy look about him, didn't they? Yeah, he did, and and that, and that was kind of I think I was drawn to that because I was like you know. You know, we were sort of, I think, a lot of cats who were into indie music and everything at our school. Yeah, yeah. We were seen as wiggers, you know, in, that, yeah, in this yeah. time, 87, 88, and all that. Because, I, you know, I got really down with the Native Tongues movement. So yeah. it was just after that. So, you know, so I was there, Africa signed up. You know, I, I was a Zulu Nation <laughs> member, as far as I was concerned. You know, I was, you know, right, right, first rate. And I was just like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, even even down to, like, Kenty print suits. Are you serious? It's always been about the look for me as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was uh, flamboyant little... Because you're flamboyant now. You've got the little touch well, but, but, uh, but I was like, I was next level. I, I mean, I looked I looked like a dickhead. I mean, I'll be honest with you. 
I had long hair. Mum's a hairdresser. Yeah. And I even had like little braids. Oh, right, yeah. Now, I'm 14 year old white kid with braids. The thing is about that, right? Because obviously I'm not, you know, I'm not black. So like, I had the same thing where I'd like, <coughs> I'd rock the stuff and all this thing. And that, it's all right when you're with your mates are all into hip hop, but then you have to go down the shop. Do you know what I mean? And, like, and then people are just like, what the fuck is wrong with you, man? Exactly. <laughs> So that was the vibe, you know, for me, and, and, and really that was, um, and it was that Native Tongues movement that really had that had me sort of... Um, Have you got a favourite group from Native Tongues? I mean, I think it's, uh, I mean, obviously it's De La Soul and, and Tribe, I mean, yeah, yeah. that's, that was really, you know, De La Soul because of the, I mean, obviously when Three Feet High and Rising came out, it sort of changed everything, and it was such a, it was such a brilliant, uh, just such a brilliant record. I thought it was so mad that they came out with Three Feet High and Rising, and then, do you remember when De La Soul Is Dead came out? Mm. Everybody shit on that album when it first came out. I know, and it's a brilliant album. I know, it's look, it's amazing. amazing. Balloony Mind State, the next one, I I will take or leave really, but that. Mm. That De La Soul is dead. I remember like everyone going, "Oh, fucking De La Soul are done." Like, I mean, they are dead. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. That is it. It's like, and then like now you sort of listen. It's a, cla- it's wicked. It's wicked. Man. It's, it's wicked. such a good album. I like Balloon Mind Split State as well. I mean, I, I, I'm look. I'm a bit of a, a, a fanboy, yeah, you know, yeah. and I've, I've I've had a chance to support them half a dozen times now. Yeah. So I've been really, uh, you know, that whole thing of being able to. How did that come about? You supporting them? Just because we were. Um, one of them was at uh, the first one we did was uh, Hong Kong, right? And so we were just on the, the we were on you know we were just they were booked and then so the cat who was a promoter had, had booked us before in Hong Kong and right. so we got involved. But then the first time was actually at Snowbombing and Meyerhofen, which is that sort of snowboard festival. And so we we got the support there and uh, and so I, I we did the show and then I put them on, but I put them on in such a way like the proper like. <laughs> Next level, you know, yeah. uh, you know, and uh, Maceo was there. They were just like that. We got we to bring you. We got to bring you on the rest of the tour to put us on in that manner. You know, because really, yeah. usually when they come on, Mace just comes on and just cuts a little bit, yeah, yeah. and then does it. You know, really get. You know, really get them out. But I went full retard on the f- like the next level sort of uh, you know world heavyweight champion sort of uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. two minutes intro <laughs> of the you know. And so yeah, on the strength of that, we became mates, and um, and so yeah, we, uh, and then best of all, you've done about half a dozen shows across the world, and so it's, and I was always a little, I'm always a little bit, um, you know, when you meet your heroes and stuff, oh, no, you know, yeah, that yeah. old chestnut, and um, and so I, I'm always a little bit standoffish, you know. I'm happy to get a pound and a hug, yeah, yeah, yeah? and I and so but I, you know I've shared a drink with them and stuff like that, and I had a bit of banter, but I don't want to, do you know what I mean? I don't want to. Not that they would, but I don't want to give any of my heroes a chance to be a dickhead. Yeah, you know? yeah so yeah, I'm like that. Mean, yeah. I'll do ten minutes. Love you guys. Yeah, yeah. Share a blunt and then we're cheerio. Yeah, yeah. And there's always there's always a there's always a thing when you meet someone you really respect. Because I've had it in sort of like music and in comedy. Yep. Where like you think I really do need to minimise my contact time because the chance that I'll make a twat of myself is high, <laughs> and it gets yeah. higher the uh, longer I'm in the same room as this person. Do you know yeah, what I mean? So yeah. you sort of like, anyway, cool man, really like the okay, sweet. Because I'll start nerding out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. But I imagine if I'd like, spent any time with De La Soul, just like you know, and the, for stakes it's hard to drop at the time that it did, man. Do you know what I mean? Like, just and then just have them go. Look, I mean, I've heard this so much, mate. I just yeah. kind of like that's that's the kind of the truth. And because I'm a like you know, working in the environment, but I'm not an average sort of hip hop cat. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, and so you know, I'm a little bit fruity, and I come from a sort of more of a comedy thing. I do did characters. Yeah, and you've been in films time, and stuff, right? and you do, a few do films, acting yeah, and stuff. Right? Yeah, yeah. But it's like uh, I think that 
you know, I've had, you know, sideways looks from a few cats over the years that we've met. And the first time I interviewed Grandmaster Flash, yeah. you know, I mean, he's he's not the most uh, charismatic of men, to be I honest. Mean, my God. <laughs> on that evolution of hip-hop thing. Like, Dude, he was he talking, was like, like, there's a bit where he's going on about, um, I, I, he's like, how did you get into DJing? Because, you know, I, I became fascinated by spinning things. <laughs> I, I would watch the washing machine and I would watch... The turntable, and I think I like <laughs> things that rotate. It's just thinking, fuck it, oh my! It's just the best bit of the interview. My know? God, <laughs> honestly, he's like, and he's yeah. I don't want to. No, I don't want to disrespect one no, any, no, any listen, of the gods. Legend, don't get wrong. But you know, the first time we did, we did this event called Homelands. Yeah. About, I mean, about two thousand. Yeah. And so we were on the bill as well, and I was doing a sh- some stuff for MTV. So yeah. we interviewed him, and I did this stuff, you know. Okay, so you know we're talking about people being being involved in you know the birth of hip hop and stuff like this. And is it true, Senor Plash, that <laughs> you invented the first turntables using two shoeboxes and elastic bands uh, and some hairpins from your mom, and you made them from underneath the bed? And he's just looking at me like properly, like yeah. you know, screw face. Yeah. And I'm just like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and he's just like. You know, uh, I was like, oh my, and he's, you know, you think we, we thought we, he thought I was a prick, yeah, like yeah. hardcore. And then at the end of the interview, we did a little throwdown, and he was like, all right, you seemed to get the fact that it wasn't, wasn't taking the piss out of the culture. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to subvert it a little yeah, bit, yeah, yeah. like it was just a wee bit, uh, and uh, he got the thing. But you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. just kind of like that. You know, well, the I fact wonder- that I'm in my jocks sometimes, I think that really. Oh yeah, like, I mean that. Some the, of the, the shit that. you, sorry man, but some of the shit you wear. <laughs> Like when you've first been introduced to hip hop artists, I can't imagine it goes down great. But you know, the actual cats that really matter, we did we did a show with Public Enemy at Falls Festival. Yeah. And we were doing a routine, um, like a Rick James thing, and we do like a locking routine to it. And I came off to change my kicks because after there was a throwdown, and Chuck D was in the wings, and they'd been on before us, believe it or not. It was part of a festival lineup. So yeah. Public Enemy weren't <laughs> warming up for the Cuban Brothers. Let's get that straight. Uh, <laughs> And he was there, and he was in bits, and I, I wasn't expecting this. Because, oh, really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was in bits, like pissing himself, and he was just like that. And he grabbed me on the shoulders and put my kicks on, and he's, and then he's just like that. Your cats, that's some funny shit. He says, and he says, is that words with your niggas always going to work? And I said, what, what do you mean? Yeah. And he says, because it's entertainment. He says, yeah, yeah, yeah. your cats are entertaining. You know what? No matter what happens, people are going to want to be entertained. Obviously, this is not his voice. No. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's but, good. You know, no, it's good. It's I, good. It's I, good, Chuck. Dude. I bounded back on a stage like a thousand oh, men. Oh mate, I mean, you've just had the bloody you know thumbs I mean? up from just had the thumbs up, and so that from the man th- exactly. But I think that's the thing about you is that is that the reason that I think that people sometimes get worried is that there's most of the time when hip hop gets subverted in that way, it's by people that are sort of outside of it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so you get this sort of like people have an idea of what hip hop is. That's a snapshot, and then you'll get people sort of taking a piss, and then you don't feel like they're from within the city, and so it feels like some people outside are laughing. Whereas you know your shit. You've done you know you've done uh, you know you've paid your dues or whatever. You mm. know the music. And so you're sort of subverting it in a respectful way. Do you know what I mean? I yeah, think that's, it's that's, different, that's kind, isn't it? Yeah, I think I hope so. I mean, that's yeah. that's that's what kind of what I hope uh, is the vibe because it was, you know, when I started doing it, it was you know I was a DJ 
from being a dancer and a DJ and so I was into the whole thing but I was looking at a way for me to be able to perform and sort of as I say like you know use these use the fact that you know I, I was into doing characters and trying to you know build up a comedy persona if you like yeah but I was playing percussion as well so when I first started it was literally you know I'd DJ and play I'd have congas Play the play the congas, you know, over the tracks, yeah. and then I would spit over the instrumental bits, yeah. and then tell stories like I just, you know, back down. I have a bed, so I just whack down and whack the mic up and just tell stories, and that was how it came about, you know. And that was, uh, you know, in a little jazz cellar bar, 17 years ago, and, and it, it's 18 years ago, 1998. So it was always like, um, you know, it was always tried to be respectfully, you know. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't like a how the how the because. I think it's fair to say that nobody does what you do. I've never seen anything like it. How the hell did it... Like, you've made a living from something that's so bonkers, do you know what I mean? Like, mm. how did it sort of come about? Did, like, did you suddenly... Were you just pissing about and then you suddenly realised there was a, there was a, an appetite for it? Over? I think it was like... Uh, something like that, yeah. It was like... Yeah, I, I started... I lived... I came back from New Zealand. I grew up in New Zealand from 15 to 18. Yeah. And I came back... Uh, because it was, uh, I was thinking, you know, man, it's sort of, it was the like rave culture, whatever you want to call it. That was, I thought I wanted to be a DJ. I'd, I'd been a DJ and I'd run a couple of things in Wellington and and uh, been involved in, in that thing. I wanted to come back to the UK and I got back and I was like that uh, to Edinburgh and I was like, this is shit. And so I moved to Palma in Mallorca. Yeah. So I was 18 and a half and I moved to Palma and I was working in Magaluf as a DJ in uh, BCM and a place called La Luna and I'm going across to Ibiza on the on the ferry I had mates across there a little bit of naughty and a little bit of uh, how's your father <laughs> so we had a bit of that and uh, so I ended up out there for two seasons and then when I came back um, while I was away all my Spanish mates wanted to try and speak English yeah? right. and, uh, and so and I obviously I was trying to speak Spanish but yeah. like, no 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 English okay so they're talking like this and so I basically the character came from a guy the character came from an actual guy. I lived in a hotel, yeah. and there was a dude who was—he was called the um, the animator. He was the hotel animator, right. and he was this dude. And I would say he was about his mid fifties, little guy about five foot two, and he had the massive cock duster tash. Right. Yeah, uh, and I'm, I'm, I don't know if it was Pedro or something like Pedro or something like that. And he was amazing. And he's I fell in all the boxes. This I, bloke, mate, I fell in love with him, and it, because he was always working, you know, he was always there. He was out playing, you know, skittles with the yeah. kids. So he was the hotel animator. And one night, I was going out to DJ, and I had a record box with me. It would have been 1993, and this guy was down, and he's got the kids and some of the older kids around, and it must have been. And he said, "Okay, kids, this next one is one of my favorites. I'm really one of your favorites. Let's go, uh, Wigfield Saturday night." <laughs> and he, but he he had a console, and he had to run. So he was he presented the tune out here, <laughs> so he had to run right round the thing to the console. So it took him 15 seconds to say that, and then get back right. And I was just in bits like that yeah. of the. The substandardness, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but how, how what a lovely guy this yeah, cat yeah. was, you know. And and it's straight and he's doing he's doing all the moves. Ding 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 ding. There's ding, there's ding. nothing better than sort of shit earnestness, is it? Do it's, you know what I mean? Do you know like, what I mean? Exactly, exactly. And that and that was and I honestly believe that that was the impetus for Miguel. Right. Uh, for this, well, I, I don't, please don't. Uh, I don't want to talk about myself in third person because that really is wanky. <laughs> Uh, for the character Miguelito that, yeah. I, that is basically me that's from now like on like for listeners man. whenever Mike refers to Miguel he is talking about the character yeah okay. oh my god <laughs>
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. And so then what happened? Then you had this act, right? And then you started... Yeah, yeah then I came, I came back to Edinburgh after doing that. And um, yeah, and I, I, I started uh, DJing out again in places... And I started doing doing the act with a with a with a DJ. And then how does the rapping fit in with that? So how did I that... was I was originally I would spit over the breaks, right? And because I sung as well, I was in bands in New Zealand and stuff. Um, and so it was just I would just you know throw something out, and then I would you know sometimes I'd use an I was like a little bit like a hip hop karaoke if you like. I would do my version, you know, change <laughs> change the lyrics, yeah, you know, switch the lyrics. So I'd do my version over an instrumental. And people dug it, and and I think it was the fact that at the time it was the, the sort of Edinburgh nightlife cats uh, would all come to this night on a Tuesday, yeah. And because I'd been involved in in the scene, and everyone was like that, it was something different, and it was just something a wee bit different and irreverent. And people, everyone would get a name check, and I'd do, you know, I'd take the piss out of people properly, yeah. but in a warm way. Yeah. So they so they get a little bit, so the, but the joke was always on me. Do you know what I mean? It was never mean spirited. Yeah, yeah. So it just, and then you know, literally from doing that for the, you know, in a sort of a kind of a, a jazz cellar bar environment, we started getting booked at clubs, and then you know, within six months, I had a residency in Amsterdam at the Matzo, and then so it was quite meteoric, and then that was the first year. You that, must have just been thinking, I can't believe. Well, I, I, I was, I was just chuffed. And then you get like, I mean, I've read stories like you know, you get booked. Did you? Like, is it true that you got booked to do Elton something for Elton John or something? Yeah, we did the. Um, down at his place in the south of France. So how the hell did even... How did that come about? I don't know. I think it was just through... Because um, we did a few showbiz parties. Yeah. And then that... You know, I think there was that kind of thing where... Oh, Do you shit yourself when you're doing those, or is it... No, because my whole th- ethos was, mate, this is your. This is a party. You're you're doing the party. That's all it is. So there's yeah. no point in getting caught up in an else. Go, have fun, create, the, create, that, um, create that buzz, that vibe... And then everyone will, you know, but you're never going to please all people all the time. And you don't yeah. want to. If you're doing that, then you're. it's a bit fucking... Yeah, yeah. I've always danced the thin line. You've got to dip your fucking toes over. And yeah. sometimes people have been offended. But, you know, like... This is, uh, speaking of offended, the, the, I've read this thing about the the chief distiller at Jack Daniels. Is this a true thing? Oh, my God, that's, so that's true. What happened yeah, yeah. So this is a party in his honour, right? How old is this guy? Yeah, this guy was... He would have been about his mid-80s. Right, OK. So they've... <laughs> So, <laughs> so, so what happened? Next level. This is some next level shit. This is the this is the worst. This is the worst thing that's ever happened. Like honestly, I've never. 
<laughs> this is great. I'm so glad <laughs> I got this. This is so wrong. Uh, this, I mean, this is a southern gentleman, you know. Yeah. A southern gentleman. So, yeah. you know, he's from uh, Alabama or from, uh, no, from Tennessee. He's the master distiller for Jack, and so it's a... It's a corporate do, kind of in his honour. He's the guest of honour. Yeah, and, and Jack Daniels uh, have booked you, have they? Yeah. So it's in, a, I think it's in the Savoy. I think right. it's in the Savoy or something like that. And um, so we're in there, and you know, there's, you know, the the show sometimes can be quite camp. Yeah. yeah. I've got that. Yeah, yeah. The character Miguelito, <laughs> uh, the character, <laughs> the character I play, Miguelito, <laughs> is. Uh, <laughs> He's not shy, and he's he really, regardless of gender, he just wants to fuck people. That's kind of the whole vibe, you yeah. know? Miguel's just, he's a randy man. Yeah. He's like a dog with three cocks. When you say that, you think he wants to fuck everything. Yeah. It's not, it's sort of warm, it's a warm yeah. fucking, isn't it? It's, exactly, it's a really nice, it's loving a nice fucking, loving, isn't it? It's a gentle thing. You know, we're maybe, we're maybe not staring into each other's eyes, <laughs> but there is, there's yeah. a, it's a proper cradling. Yeah. There's a cradle And you'll afterwards. keep in touch afterwards. And, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's nice. So, during this show, anyway, we didn't get him out, obviously, uh, but we've pulled a, a gentleman out from the audience, and, we, and, I, and I, I can't remember what number we were doing, but we, I did a little bit of, we did something that was kind of a little bit of a sort of a striptease thing where he's in the thing, and um, he's in the middle of the floor in a chair. And so I'm dancing around. I'm easing myself gently onto yeah. his lap. Right. Um, you know, it's kind of a little bit of a lap dance, but not a proper yeah. lap dance kind of thing. But I think at one point the guy was bald, yeah, yeah. Supper, and I licked his head. Right. Like, uh, you know, the, what like, made you think? Like, what sort of? I just obviously you've done it for a long time, so your instincts are pretty sharp. Yeah. Well, you everyone, thought, ev- what everyone, led you to believe to think that would be everyone okay. was having it? Right. So okay. he, he, people knew that this that this cat was like. I think he's one of the you know the main dudes. Right. Uh, from the drinks industry, yeah? yeah. So I've got him out, and everyone's like that, yeah? yeah. What about this, lads? Go on, dickheads! You know, like proper on that one. Yeah, yeah. So we've done the thing, and he's back, he's back in his chair. Yeah. How and was he when he was like, Oh, he was cool in the game. Yeah, yeah, loving he was, it. He was loving it, fine. And then, literally, uh, we were started the next number, and after the next, and, the, and people are out dancing now, yeah. but after the next number, the uh, artist liaison had come to the side of the stage so just you know I went across and they just went like that uh, pull the show it's, it, it's, it's got to finish and she's crying and I'm like that and I, I was like that whoa whoa, 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 whoa whoa you know what's happened and she's just like that our guest uh, such and such has stormed out in, in fury at the, the the homoeroticism that you're putting Did she across, say that? yeah, she's... yeah, the whole, uh, and her, and she was mortified that she's having to pull the show, so she's upset. Now, so she's not she's not in agreement with him. She's no, upset that she's, she's got to pass ex- this exactly, ridiculous message. Exactly. Yeah. So I felt awful though yeah, yeah. that she's in tears. I'm like that. Jesus Christ, have I got it so wrong? I just I didn't realise that this cat. But then when I thought about it, do you think it sort of turned him on a bit and it frightened him? Do you know what? I, I, I would. Was he bald? He was a he was a, he was a bold gentleman. Well, I mean, mate, maybe he it's, was all, a... it's all added up, isn't it? <laughs> this is like so that's the that's the only time that's the only time we've been pulled yeah. ever. So I, mean, I, left, what, I, mean, I just left, left left the building like that. <laughs> How about get fucked? <laughs> did they did they did the rest of the party know that this guy stormed out and it like? No, I don't think so. It wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, I think people around the around the, where it happened. Yes, where he were, were aware that yeah. he was. He so, for as far upset. as they've concerned, you just finished. But that, that, but that must have been bad because you must have gone. People going, "Nah, man, where are you going?" Like, I, yeah, I, I wasn't aware of them. Um, you know, anyone beseeching us to return. <laughs> 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 I, 
Leaves, nigga, leaves are. Come on already. I'm waiting for my head to be fucking licked here already. What's wrong with you? <laughs> but that's the only time it's that's the only time it's ever happened, you know, and that and and I guess that, you know, I think in some ways I'm, uh, you know, less outrageous now because I've got right. I've got three daughters and stuff, right? right, right so, right. you know, I used to finish up shows breakdancing naked. That was no problem at all. You yeah. know, naked windmills, head spins. Wait, wait, so, are there know, any moves that are off limits? You can't do the caterpillar, can you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean I've got like I had abrasions on my. Uh, I got abrasions on my Johnson, as that man might have said. Yeah. No, I had everything. I had I had because uh, I used to do body slides, so I have I've got like a an eight inch laceration in my arse cheek from doing like a, a body slide on a shard of glass. Shit. So literally, uh, literally, blood is like. Uh, I mean, that was that that's not a good look. No. There's blood everywhere. Deeply and, unpleasant. Yeah, people are like that. Um, <laughs> really? Can you just fuck off? <laughs> yeah. It was fun. Until you burst your ass, you know what I mean. And so, so I had to go away and get stitches. And, and you know, we, there was one. There's been some great, great. We did the gumball rally. Yeah, did you do this with ice tea? Is that right? We did it. We did one with ice. Yep, yeah. that was the bull run. We did, right. And, and so ice became a fan. That was something I was really chuffed. So how about. did this happen then, ice tea? Because he's he strikes me as not being a fan of much. What I mean is he's yeah. hard to please guy, right? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you know what though? He was really cool on the thing. Um, he, he was really cool. It was the Bull Run Rally, yeah. and he was um, I, he because he was a dancer, and I didn't know that he was. Oh, I see, like, he was yeah, a dancer. He was a dancer before before he was an MC. This is what he was telling us. Yeah. That, you know, so all the pop locking stuff, you know, that was like um, a lot of that was more of a West Coast thing, and so he was like a, he was telling us that he was down with that, and so when he when he saw us doing the routines. And we did we did like two shows initially at the top of, at the top of the rally in Miami, and then uh, and so he was like totally cool and like ah oh, man, and so he was asking us that we have representation in America. You Holy know, shit! He was offering to manage it or to look to look after us out there, and I was like literally I was like that fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. Could is there? I'm saying is there a possibility? You know, can can we fucking follow this up? Yeah, yeah. To get ice to look after us out here. Yeah. Jesus Christ! He was really into it. And so that again was another one of me being, you know, entirely chuffed with the with the way things yeah. were panning out. Uh, but yeah, what a, what a, he was cool. Like he wasn't, uh, you know. If you th- he strikes me as massively intimidating. Was he not terrifying? Nah, he was the he was the opposite. I think that since he's been in that, you know, he's been in the that reality drama. Show. Yeah, the, and the drama. Oh yeah, you know, um, yeah, yeah, I can't. Remember. Law and Order. Yeah, that's it. it so, Law and Order. Law yeah. and Order. I mean, he's been in that for fifteen years. That's true, so man. I Shit. think that he like, oh, you know, that. The hard, that hardcore shit of, you know, I was well into power. That was like a brilliant. Uh, yeah. But I think all that, you know, all that stuff is like, you know, he's now, um, you know, far, far from a fucking Uncle Tom. Don't get no, me wrong. No, 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 no. Yeah. But he, he, you know, he's a he's a guy in his fifties yeah. who's been, you know, um, successful in like three different aspects of entertainment. Yeah. yeah. And so he's like cool in the gang. He's like. You know, fucking happy to talk, happy to, as long as you're not a fucking, you know, a Nimrod. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you're a Nimrod, then he, I think he'll shut you down. But no, he was really, 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 really nice. And really, again, I was really surprised to get respect of someone like that just saying, man, you, you, know, you your cats can dance. And he was the, you know, he, I got him up to do a, a, a verse in one of the, because, you know, uh, what was he spit, like? Is he spit off the he top? Spit off the top of the heads, yeah. I don't know, I can't. 
No, and, we don't know definitely. It was, yeah, but it was good. It though. was good. Yeah. And, and everyone went off. Like yeah. Everyone was just like that. Oh! Except for one guy going, I think that was actually originally on uh, <laughs> track seven on Freedom of Speech, actually. It's sort of one of the off-cut versions. That's it. <laughs> So, uh, do you still listen to hip hop now? I do, yeah, yeah, yeah. What sort of stuff are you into at the moment? Well, I've just been, uh, I still fiend on Little Brother. I'm still, oh, I mean, nice. man, I'm just like crazy. I mean, I know they're disbanded, yeah. but I'm, I'm still feeling Fonte so hard yeah. uh, as an MC. And, um, you know, the new Chance, the rapper, uh, that, that's Chance a, great, rapper, yeah, it's that a, great, is... a great record for the, the, the past year. Yeah. I'm still fiending on the roots. I mean, but when you're talking about contemporary stuff, I'm uh, I'm not so I'm not like really up to speed. Yeah, yeah. But, but you're not into trap and all that kind of. I'm you know? not. No. I'm not into any murmur, murmur, fucking. Do you know what? I do, you know what? I don't. I don't want to define myself by what I don't dig. But I hate the ticker 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 drum. I right. just can't fucking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm into soul music. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So my hip hop, if it is, if it's not soulful, yeah. then I can't dig it. So it's yeah, like. Yeah. I'm not into looking, you know, really sparse. You know, honestly, it's like someone pouring sulfuric acid in my lungs. It's mad, isn't it? Yeah. It's mad. I don't think you can. But I don't want to be a hater either. No, 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 no. I mean, I think, you know, sort of little, like a few years ago, I think like. Because I'm into because you talk about the roots and people like that you know Blackfoot's obviously an incredible MC right and, yeah, and he's kind of my favourite yeah same I mean there, there is a YouTube video of Blackthought and by the way we haven't talked about the roots enough on this podcast it's, they are amazing they're man. amazing man like phrenology I, like, that is a, that is a next level yeah. album things fall apart oh my god Jesus Christ just so good and there's a YouTube video <laughs> of Blackthought he's out. Side in a park or something with Questlove, yeah, and he's freestyling. He's freestyling, and then Questlove starts pointing at stuff, and he just goes for it. Yeah, it's and amazing, he starts incorporating. It? It's mad. Don't stop. Green is what I mean. I'm on the scene. Yo, I am the true gangster lean. Pink, pink, pink. I think I got stuff. Go to the sink to wash my hands in. Then I put my man's in. Blue, blue, blue. Who the hell are you? I am the one that's from the roots crew, and I'm telling you to rebel. Steve, Steve yes, you know he's gonna leave after he busts uh, straight on pieces in our beach. That blew my mind when. I yeah. first saw it and they're literally like 18 then like because Black Thought's always looked like he's yeah, yeah. 40 too, you know what I mean he's got that heavy yeah. you know that heavy thing but yeah that was like early that was like uh, Illadelph yeah. uh, Half-Life that's like you know it's 92 shit they'll be yeah, 18 yeah. and 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 uh, it's brilliant yeah yeah and, he, and he's you know I, I, I know you um, I've heard you talk about cats who have got better as, yeah, as yeah. MCs, yeah, you know. Yeah. And, I, and I remember, you know, Pharaoh Monch is one of my favourites. Yeah, he's got better. But Thought has definitely got. Yeah, he's just off. The, he's like, just, I mean, he's ill. Like, yeah. it's, it's just I like, don't. I don't understand because, like, because every time people talk about Black Thought, I, I don't know if it's because he's part of a band mm. that he doesn't get. It doesn't get brought up enough, like when people are listing their favourite ever MCs, because he could. It's just I think insane. There, there is there is one there is one song I, I can't remember which album it was, is on, but where he does three verses, one as himself, yep. one as Big Daddy Kane, yep. and one as Cool G Rap, Cool right? G Rap, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just and he I know fucking the joint you're on kills about. it. Yeah, it's just like I mean, like 
it's amazing. And uh, their latest stuff like, is a. The latest stuff is, is sort of like, but it's been a real like directional change. Like it's mm. kind of like really down tempo and kind of somber stuff, isn't yep. it? But um, yeah, well, I, I, I didn't really, I didn't. It's yeah. not as I, mean, I think after Phrenology. Well, no, I mean they, they're still. There's, a, I mean they've done a lot of great albums. I just haven't enjoyed their last the couple. Last maybe one, no, my, yeah. I was, I wasn't a fan. Just to be honest as well. I, yeah. I, I had listened to it and I was like that. The tipping point. Yeah. Off the scale. Yeah. yeah. But things fall apart for me is just a, like oh my god. But Phrenology is a brilliant record, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, but yeah, Little Brother, I, I was really bummed out when that, you know, when they decided to, I know. you know, because uh, and and I follow I followed Fontiga into his singing stuff as well, yeah. you know, with the um, the foreign exchange and all that. Yeah. Because I'm you know I'm a singer as well, so yeah. uh, And I think he's brilliant, man. And uh, have you heard? Because I know you said you haven't been up on the late the new stuff, but do you know Childish Gambino? Yeah. So he's done a funk album. Right? I know it's brilliant. Oh my god, it's good, isn't it? It's so good. Yeah. Right, I, listened, I was really surprised. Yeah, though. I was surprised as well because I'll be honest with you. Part of me wanted this to be shit because I just thought, how talented can this guy be? Like, how many different things is this guy able to do? Mm. But like, I listened to it and I just thought, it's a ma- like it absolutely yeah, smashes it's, it's, it. Man. And it's it's kind of like. It's like new school soul shit. Yeah. It really is. That like, is what it's, it's like. It's, it's, I was like, fucking hell, this is a, a brilliant fucking soulful record. And it's I, like, I, wasn't, it's, I wasn't expecting it at all. I know. Like, if if somebody had told me that was D'Angelo's new album, I'd be delighted. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's that good. It, it's so fucking good, man. <laughs> so, you, we've sort of hit on this. Is there stuff about hip-hop that you're not as keen on? Like, I know you sort of said you don't like the sort of Tiki Taka sort of yeah the sort of ticker ticker draw I just I, you know I didn't I, that it just turned me off I, yeah um, no I mean I, I I was at a show like I live in Whitstable now yeah and yeah. so we we've had what's quite, Whitstable we, saying Whitstable saying uh, fairly Brexity <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's uh, yeah yeah no it's all right though it's a, it's a nice place I, you know yeah. it's a it's seaside oysters it's cool actually and there's yeah. a, there's a gaff down there called the Duke and it's it's been bringing like we've had uh, Charlie Tuna, Talib Kweli, like just before Christmas. Are you shitting me? No, it's it, it's a it's a 150 capacity. It's a boozer. Yeah. But it, now that uh, anyone who's coming through, uh, Rakim's coming uh, shortly. Get Honest, the I, fuck I can't out believe my face. Feral Monch was there. Feral tur- Monch played tu- in the Duke in Whitstable. in Whitstable. It's turned into a destination venue, and Talib was there just before Christmas. What was his show like? It was good. Yeah, we played with him as well. Right. So I've met him before. Like we we did a, quite a few shows with him. And so you know, what's he seems like quite a serious dude. He's quite a serious cat. Yeah. Um, but he's not. But he said at the, in during at the, at the top of the show, you know, all you cats who are you know in your forties or like or you know drifting towards middle age. Yeah. When you're not feeling it, but you know you you know you're living you're living in this thing from twenty years ago. You know yeah, what he's talking yeah. about. He said you know and. Uh, I'm, I'm not putting it across very well, but I was kind of saying, well, yeah, well, yeah, but if you don't feel something, you don't feel something. Yeah, I, yeah. I love hip hop, but I'm not going to go and buy these records. Yeah. Because if I'm, so what's he saying? He's saying you're saying you're hip hop, but you're not li- you're not keeping up with exactly. it. Exactly. Like, he says, you know, you you know, you listen to a hip hop from exactly. that's gone, that's gone, basically. Exactly. Exactly. And I and I kind of I was kind of like that saying, yeah, but you know, the, you you like what you like. Yeah. So yeah. some so for me, if something isn't soulful then I'm not going to feel it. Yeah. And so that's all it was. It's a weird one, isn't it? Because I, I, I do, I sort of see where he's coming from because I've got friends that keep up with all of that stuff and they, they're, they're much more on it, you know, in terms yeah. of the current stuff than I am. But, but actually, 
even the new stuff that I like, like people like J. Cole and... and J. Cole's amazing. Yeah, but that is... They feel like, to me, they've come from, like, an old-school mentality Def- almost, do you know what I mean? Like, you know, I think they're, they're carrying the torch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? You know and, and you sort of think, like, hip-hop is so big. You could have you could have two people that are both into hip-hop but don't like any of the same artists because it's such a diverse kind of music form. I know that's true of a lot of genres, but I just think, like, there are certain artists that you just think, that is... they. I reckon they listen to the same stuff as me and that's yeah. why they're making the stuff that they are, do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely, and Cole's amazing. Yeah. What a lyricist! But the the the, the untitled thing, um, you know, there's not many joints on that that really have me going. You know, yeah, it's it's, yeah. A, it's a good record, but it's not like, you know, I'm gonna go and put yeah. I'm gonna go and put the fucking the grind date on or something. <laughs> do you know what I mean? You know, and I, yeah. but, but that, that's just you know. I've got to say on the grind day, right? Mm. I mean, I loved I loved De La Soul so much. Right? Yeah, same. And when the grind deck, because they did, they, they didn't they do, they did two parts of a trilogy, right? And then the third one never came out, right? So it was artificial intelligence and mosaic. Yeah. And then the third, there was supposed to be another one, I don't think it yeah. came out. And then when grind deck came out, it's that, it's that chin with MF Doom. I can't. Oh, that's killer, isn't it? Rock cocaine flow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that tune, man, yeah. I could listen to it. What they do with the beat on that tune when it slows down and then they slows down, they slow down the flow, it's just, oh my God, it Crazy, blew yeah. my mind. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I said it. What you need to do is get back to reading credits. Read the medics alphabetically stuck on that English shit. Now, now, before, That whole album is just wicked. And then you just think, Della Soul... Even the new the new ones amazing. Like, do you mm. know what I mean? Like every like they're just so consistently like brilliant. Do you know what I mean? That's it's what, incredible. That's, that's exactly it. They're, they're the only the only outfit who you know three decades young and consistently. I mean, in this and the you know the latest album, there's a couple of real brilliant joints. Yeah. Like that pain joint with yeah, yeah. Uh, with Snoop. Oh my God! I mean, I think that's maybe Snoop's you know best verse yeah. this millennium. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I love that. Um, but I, I, to be honest, though, you know the fact that they, they had 160 hours worth of music I know. that they recorded for it, and I was a bit, I, just a little bit disappointed when you put it up against. I know, I know. When, I know. when you put it up against the the immediacy of the other records, yeah, like yeah. you put it on, you know the the other joint. I mean, that's. I just thought, oh yeah. And I guess I, and the fact they had Justin Hawkins on it I was a bit like that. I was properly scratching my head about that. <laughs> I'm sorry? That is Pardon? A, that is a night out that went wrong, isn't it? What and then the some promises it? were made. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah we we'll have, we'll have to get you on that joint, man. <laughs> that was unusual, like. And uh, But yeah, yeah, but consistently dope. I mean, that's uh, it's the truthful thing about, uh, about yeah. those cats. I mean, amazing. And the new track, have you heard the new, listen to I the new track? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. it, fan? Yeah. Oh, I love it, yeah, yeah, yeah. So good. It's man. amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really it's, good. Uh, I, I was there, I was fiending a little bit again when it came out that morning. Yeah. And, it, and I went just went for a drive and just but just you know I, I when it banged came- it in my car. The simple voodoo is so maniacal, reliable, the pull of juju. The irony is that this bad bitch in my lap. She don't tell me she make money, she don't study that. She gon' give it to me, ain't gon' tell me none of that. She gon' take the brain away the place she spit on that. When it came out, I was like on tour. And then I had like a little, you know, the little portable Bluetooth speaker. Mm. And like I was on tour, and I was at the gig, and my support act, Phil Jared, he was saying he's not into hip hop at all. He's, I mean, he's into it a bit. He says he's into it because I have it on. Or, or, I think he just feels like he has to say he's into it a bit because otherwise it's going to be awkward. Uh. And then we, I had, I just had the Tribe album on in the dressing room before the gig, 
and it was like two people, one who was losing his mind and the other one was just like losing his mind but for very different reasons. Yeah, just yeah, why yeah. the fuck have we got to listen to this before the show? <laughs> do you know what I mean? But yeah, it was so good, man. So it was good. good. It was, and it was, you know, worth, I mean, I think for fans, you know, it was like, Jesus Christ, when when when, they, when the news dropped like in October, like, you know, because, we, we, you know, the fallout from Malik Taylor's yeah. passing, yeah. you know, like, we're just like, Jesus Christ. You know, I was properly upset. Yeah. yeah because, it, you, you know, when you've grown up with their music... Five felt like... Um, felt like the, the the access point for Tribe for me, because it's sort of thing like Q-Tip, Q-Tip was so sort of cerebral and kind of... Mm. And Fife was a guy that was hanging out with them. Street guy. But also in into sport. sports. Yeah, do you exactly, know what I mean? Like, yeah. it was like... Totally, it, totally. That was it. Uh, Mike, listen, it's been an absolute pleasure having pleasure, you on, man. man. You've been quality. Um... Is there anything that, well, two things. First of all, how do we check out what you've done? And, and like, is it on your website? Is it? It's all on the website. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, all... it's cubanbrothers.com. Cubanbrothers.com. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've, I've got a t-shirt for you as well from this new, the last joint we just did was with Baby Bam. Cooking. Oh, wicked! Yeah, yeah. cooking. So I've got. I brought you the cooking T-shirt. Oh, we had Bam on the podcast. Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's, he's a wicked guy. Yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's living in Margate. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I was sort of asking like about it. He's like, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's like, what yeah, yeah, yeah. The fuck? No, he's 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 brilliant. Yeah. Um, and yeah, what, are up to, what are you up to next? We're away. Uh, we're away back. I'm back out in Asia. We we'll go to India next week yeah. uh, to do a wee show for the Mumbai Derby, and then down to Goa to do a couple of shows, um, and then we start touring again in March. And you're touring the UK in March. Yeah. 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 Probably initially just. A dozen, uh, maybe 10 or a dozen shows. Okay, cool. All right, we'll check it out. Listen, Mike, thank you so much, Blessings, man. thank you it's so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. Cheers. Cheers now. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.